This is Hard Parking, brought to you by a right Honda, right Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm your host, Jay Finning, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. Coming up on today's show, I recap my Barrett-Jackson week. There is some car news, Tesla auto sales, and my friend Lynn Napalm Glitter joins us to talk about her rental cars. She has a job where she travels around, and she also gets to rent cars, which I don't typically get to rent on a regular basis. She is a pseudo car girl. Can't wait for you guys to meet her. But there's this thing every morning. I'm fortunate enough to where I get up every day and either I make my breakfast, my wife offers to make me breakfast, or my mother-in-law who lives with me offers to make me breakfast. But she does this thing where it's like, hey, Jay, do you want eggs? Yes. Do you want them scrambled? Uh, yeah, sometimes. Or just drop me some eggs to boil. Last week, she dropped me some eggs to boil, which I can do myself, of course. Hey, Google, set timer for 25 minutes. But it's this thing. You know how you boil an egg, and if you don't boil it long enough, like eggs, boiled eggs, they have like this skin on them. And if you do it right, the skin sticks to the shell. But if they're too soft or whatever weird reason, the the skin sticks to the egg white. So my mother-in-law last week, she gave me two boiled eggs, and the skin on one of them was almost like 90% on the actual egg white. And at that point, it's almost impossible to peel off. Like You cannot enjoy a boiled egg that has that weird skin on it because you can't chew the skin. You can't eat it. It's weird. It's like this, it's like this, this egg hymen. <laughs> it's like this egg umbilical cord. And you can't do anything with it. And so I've asked in the past, like, what's worse? Because when she scrambles eggs, sometimes there's a little piece of egg shell in it. Not always, but what's worse? The egg skin, the egg shell, or a little piece of dirt in your seafood? Well, they're all horrible. But you know what's not horrible? This message from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, 4 Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4WheelOnline or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's four wheel online, the number four wheel online. So before we go any further, I thought I would mention that I still have like a head cold. I made it through Bear Jackson week. Did not have that rough of a time. Usually it's when I'm at home or if I've been drinking at night. But yeah, I still have it. So it's a little annoying. That's why I don't sound kind of the same. But this week, this last week, Barrett Jackson was awesome. You know, special shout out to Daryl Hills. So Daryl bought Cody Walker's yellow Type R a couple years ago. It was in 2020. It was a charity auction benefiting Reach Out Worldwide. If you remember, if you guys are new to the show or if you've been with me for a while, fortunately through my sponsors, Right Honda and Right Toyota, shout out to Jane Demelio and Joe Tenalia, but 
through that connection, I got a chance to hang out with Cody Walker, get to meet him. That's when I met Cody. But I also got to meet Daryl. Daryl bought the car for his son, who is only 16 now. So at the time, he would have been 14. I think to date, that's the most expensive Civic Type R sold at auction at well over $120,000, although it was a charity auction. So a lot of it was able to be written off, if not all of it. But Daryl hooked me up this year. He hooked me up with uh, bitter guest passes. And so with the bitter guest pass, I can go on stage. Each pass comes loaded with 10 drinks, which is a pretty good deal. I also had a VIP pass that I got from Future Collector Car Show, which I think I was given on accident, which got me admission, didn't get me drinks. I couldn't get on stage. So that one I didn't really use very much, or I borrowed out to other people like my kids. But again, special thanks to Darrow. So I went to Barrett three times, Future Collector Car Show. I didn't, I was not able to walk around. Then I went earlier in the week, got my selfie with Fielding Shredder. So Fielding was supposed to come in studio, but he actually started not feeling very good toward the end of the trip. So I said, stay away. I can call you from the hotel. We can make it happen. But he just texted me yesterday and said that he's going to be back in a month and then he'll do the podcast. So hopefully at that point, he'll be in studio. But my boy Edgar kind of hooked it up as far as the TRX ride along. So if you guys saw my social media, you can get into the the Ram TRX truck. It's like 900 horsepower or something. And you can ride around and it thing jumps a couple times. It's pretty cool. It's a quick, quick tour, but it's pretty cool what these trucks can do these days. Um, a lot of times when I was at Barrett, I was kind of walking around by myself because I, I, I've, I'm Mr. Social, right? So I have so many different groups of friends. My good friend, Peter Cunningham, came into town. His friend, Colin Comer, which is also kind of my friend as well. Like, I have Colin's phone number and stuff like that. Let me tell you how I met Colin. So, flashback about six or seven years ago, maybe longer. I was new in Arizona, and Peter came into town. So, if you don't know who Peter Cunningham is, look up real-time racing, real-time Acura. If you're old school, you'll know that. He used to race the NSX, the red and white NSX with a 42 on the side, but he also owns real-time Acura, real-time racing, so they sh- they're they still in it. He just doesn't race anymore. He's a retired racer, team owner. But at that time, he came into town, we had breakfast, and we were supposed to link up with his friend Colin. So at that on that Sunday, I was just supposed to go out and breakfast with those guys, and then Peter was going to go off and hang out with Colin the rest of the day. Colin was sick that day, and he wanted to buy a car at Russo & Steel, which was an auction they used to have, but I think, I don't know what happened to Russo & Steel, but they're gone. And so now Peter had to hang out with me all day, which to me was awesome. To Peter was like, well, I guess. So we went and we picked up these badges, these credentials from Colin. And so Peter and I, we did all the auctions that day. And then we went to the Russo and Steel. And I I got Colin's phone number because Peter and I were standing on the block, the auction block. Colin wanted this Jeep. It's called a Survivor. The thing with a Survivor is, a Survivor is a car that's that that's lasted all the time. A Survivor is like a car that hasn't been restored. And so I'm texting Colin and Pete, and it's like, well, how much do you want to spend on this thing? So long story short, I was a big part of Colin getting one of his cars that I think he's already sold by now. But that's kind of how I met him. Now, Colin is, he's significant. If you look him up, Colin Comer, C-O-L-I-N, C-O-M-E-R. 
He is America's utmost authority on Shelby cars. If you guys remember watching Ford v. Ferrari, they came to him for information and advice on how to do the movie. Like he's way up there, senior editor for Road and Track. Typically, like I ended up going to Monterey Car Week and he had an entire collection for sale at Meekum. Meekum is another big auction. Colin's a cool guy. So Colin, myself, Peter, uh, Tyson Hoogie, which many of you know if you're Honda fans, Chris Wilson from Science of Speed, and Fairsot. You know, we all went out to eat. We had a great time. Then Johnny Valencia, friend of the show. He's been on here half a, probably four or five times at this point. And Amy Shackelford. So Amy Shackelford is Johnny and Amy are, are, are a thing. They're a couple. But if you don't know who Amy Shackelford is by name, you probably know her by her Instagram, which is Petrol Girl. So Johnny and Amy, they do a lot of the planning for Fuel Run, Gold Rush Rally. They have billion-dollar clients. And they're just regular people like you and I. But they came to the auction, and I hung out with them for a couple hours, walked around. We did this. Uh, we ended up doing this, like, exhibit display. It's not really SpaceX. It's actually called Blue Origin. So Blue Origin has sent people into space. So what you do is you buy these tickets. They shoot you up in a rocket. You float around in space for about four minutes, and you crash back to the U.S. I mean, you... you then you land back in Texas. So we all get into this thing. And it was pretty cool. I mean, you don't actually leave Bear Jackson, but are you lay down in this display? So you lay down in this capsule. It looks kind of like the tip of a, you know, penis. And they kind of simulate what happens. The guy, the salesman talking to us is like, okay, at this point you're gonna do this, at this point you're gonna do that. Here's your ride, you're up in space floating around, and then you come down. What's funny was, because we were standing in line looking at it, and they had the door kind of taped off, so you couldn't go in there. And so all these people kind of walk up to the door, look inside, and then turn around and leave. And then Amy decides she wants to do it, go inside and, and like check it out. Because the salesman was like, hey, do you guys want to go check it out? At first we said no, but she's like, I'm doing it. So Johnny and I, you know, we're like, okay, fine. But it's funny because when the salesman went up there, the representative and he took the tape off and we all climbed in everybody else was looking around like wait you can go inside so that was pretty pretty hilarious so amy she knows a lot of people and one of the coolest things is when you first walk into the main entrance of barrett jackson there's a there's a dis big display for resvani r-e-z-v-a-n-i and so typically they're known for having the resvani tank which is built on a jeep Wrangler platform. It's like this big bulletproof thing. Looks like something from Halo. I think it's cool as shit. Usually when I see them on social media, people either like them or they're like, oh, that's nothing but an overpriced Jeep. Blah, 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 blah. You know how people are. But she knows the owners. And so she's like, Jay, do you want to see inside? Have you ever seen one? And I was like, well, I've seen them on social media. And she's like, come with me. So she goes up to the owner. She introduces us, goes up to the owner's wife, introduces us. He, because on the door, there was a big, like, do not touch sign. So she ends up unlocking the door, the, the owner's wife. And I get to sit inside this thing. This thing has freaking uh, pepper spray, electrified door handles. The thing is bulletproof. It's got night vision. The thing comes with um, gas masks, a bulletproof helmet, and body armor. Like, this thing is, this is, this thing was the most amazing things I've ever seen. Like, this is apocalypse ready and it's a cool looking thing this is called the rizvani vengeance 
thermal night vision system, military grade run flat tires, reinforced suspension, electromagnetic pulse protection. So if you hit it with an EMP, not going to work. Ram bumpers, explosive device detection, continuous video recording, electric electrified door handles, siren and options, strobe lights, blinding lights, intercom system, magnetic deadbolts, gas mask, first aid kit, hypothermia kit, bulletproof vests and helmets. This thing comes with 425 horsepower, 6.2 liter V8, or you can upgrade to the 820 horsepower, 6.2 liter supercharged V8. This thing is built on a Escalade platform, price starting at 285, 285,000. I guarantee you, if you put all this stuff on there, you're going to be pushing a million dollars. Resvanimotors.com. Uh, this thing was sweet. After hanging out with them, of course, I did the, the whole, like I, my girl, Catherine Cox, she got a gig at Barrett where she was able to drive the cars. And so she was there all week wearing her one auto hat representing. And every once in a while, she sent me selfies of cars that she was driving. Um, ran into her a couple times, said, what's up? Ran into Bogey, had to say what's up to my new homie. Bogey is famous. Check her out, All Girls Garage. She's had a show on uh, Motor Train TV. She's been doing it since 2013, 14, maybe 2012. I had no idea who she was before I uh, before I did the Future Collector Car Show. Before the Future Collector Car Show, so you may be wondering, of all the cars, what was my favorite car? And if not, I'm going to tell you anyway. There was a car there by Ring Brothers. This thing was a 1948 Chevrolet Loadmaster, one and a half ton pickup. This wasn't for auction. It was just display. I think it was a, a SEMA car or something. Um, <laughs> thousand horsepower. This thing was amazing. It was green, like a weird green, like a 1970s appliance green, which doesn't sound pretty. But it had these big, huge, like Formula One slick tires on it. Beautiful welds, carbon fiber inside and outside. It had these jack-o'-lanterns on the in individual throttle bodies. I know some of you have no idea what that is. Look up ITB, individual throttle bodies. If you just Google ITB cars, you'll see what I'm talking about. They look like little horns or trumpets sticking out of the engine. Those are individual throttle bodies. But... They had like these little weird pumpkin things and these crazy jack-o'-lanterns in each one. That was probably my favorite car of the week. Um, I didn't do, there's a few things I didn't do. I didn't, I didn't, I decided not to do the drift ride along with Fielding and those guys. Uh, I missed the Hummer experience. <laughs> Get your head out the gutter. So they had an EV Hummer there and you could stand in line and ride around in it and it does a crab walk. I completely missed that. Um, I got my turkey leg. I actually ate it all, which is rare. Usually I buy it and then I bail on it halfway through. I think the big auction item, there was a, there was a gray Ferrari F40, a Nardo gray, which means it was aftermarket because Nardo was a more common, like a modern color, but that thing hammered at over two and a half million dollars on Saturday night. I love Barrett Jackson. I'm going to go every year if I'm in town. I had no idea even what it was before uh, I moved here because I just, it just wasn't in those car circles. Coming up this weekend is the Phoenix Children's Hospital Fountain Hills uh, concourse, which is a really cool event. And then after that is Super Bowl week, the Phoenix Open, which is awesome waste management. 
a new friend of mine, Jake Johnson, was able to get me and my wife some tickets to their Skybox, which are basically stands that are covered with, they're like a giant cluster of, of stands, and companies sponsor these things. Last year we went because of a Talking Stick Resort, because the NS Expo crew was planning, and I was the only one that was available to go. But what's cool about that is you don't have to stand in these long lines and sweat your ass off with all the the peasants. You basically get this wristband and you go up to these skyboxes, which is these giant stands that are covered. And there's designated spots for the company. And you can sit there in the shade and you can walk up to the bars. You get drinks all day, uh, food. That's the way to enjoy waste management. Unless you're like 22 and don't give a fuck. But when you're 40s like me... That's the only way to go. Speaking of 40s, guys, I'll be 47 February 9th, so make sure you tell me happy birthday, and maybe I'll send you something unless you're not, you know, local and it costs me too much money. So don't forget to tell me happy birthday on February 9th, which is not this week, but next week. If you're an existing Patreon, you don't count. Wes Tankersley talks to me every day. You don't count. So we'll see who actually listens to these episodes or not. But I love Barrett Jackson. Let's get into some car news. So a friend of the show, Brian Sales, sent me a message the other day and he said, Jay, I don't know if you noticed, but is anybody making cars anymore? And I said, Brian, I'm not sure. I think you're onto something. And so I looked it up. Since 2021, only Mustang is created for Ford. And according to GMAuthority.com, this article, GM is not alone in discontinuing sedans. This article by Jonathan Lopez, August 28, 2022. Automakers are constantly adjusting their lineups to suit not only broader market conditions, but also the changing tastes of their consumers as well. And then includes GM. That being said, GM Authority is regularly bombarded by comments and emails from readers who complain GM has dropped nearly all of its passenger cars from North America. The thing is, GM isn't alone in this respect. And this is what I told Brian, separate from the article. I go, you know, everything's about crossovers now, like micro SUVs or mini SUVs. It's a vehicle class that I swear didn't exist five years ago. But on the list here, GM currently offers in North America the only sedans, the Malibu, the Cadillac CT4, Cadillac CT5, and the only coupes and convertibles left are the Camaro and the Corvette. That's nuts. So I'm looking at a list right now, compiled following the list of sedans, coupes, hatchbacks, wagons, and convertibles discontinued in North America since 2016, including GM models. So 22 saw the end of the Spark, 4GT, Honda Insight, Hyundai Accent, Hyundai Ionic. Those Ionics are dope. The Veloster, Infiniti Q60, Mercedes-Benz A-Class, the Polestar 1, Toyota Avalon, BMW i3. BMW i3 was gone in 21, actually. Some things on this list you may not have realized. The Acura RLX. Buick Regal. I didn't even know they're still making Buick Regal. The Impalas last year was 2021. I'm sorry, the Impalas last year was 2020. Mercedes SLC stopped in 2020. The 3 Series BMW GT, 2019. 3 Series Sports Wagon, 2019. So it looks like we're all but done with sedans and coupes, with the exception of 
select sports cars. And I get it because you don't have the wagons, but you have those, like I said, I'm going to call them micro crossover SUVs, the little things like the, like the Mercedes Benz, uh, GLC coupe. It's like a cross between an SUV and a station wagon. And that's just where the world is going. I mean, Ferrari, right? Lamborghini, Porsche, allegedly Corvette is messing around with doing something. The Mustang Mach-E that came out a few years ago. It's a EV Mustang that's actually an SUV. In other news, while Tesla is still king, the market share continues to drop. According to Barron's.com, Tesla's market share dropped about 65% of new EV sales in 2022 from about 72% in 21. Tesla U.S. market share in the fourth quarter of 22 was about 58% down from almost 78% in the fourth quarter of 21. Still, no one really expected Tesla to keep more than 70% of global global automotive market. And all of this makes sense. For the entire year of 22, there were 880. 8,619 electric vehicles, EVs, as we call them, were sold in the U.S., including 225,000 in the fourth quarter. That's up from 66% from 488,000 sold in 2022. Fourth quarter EV sales jumped about 58% in the final quarter of 21. Here's something interesting according to counterpointresearch.com. Okay. I wish I wasn't so stuffed up because I know I sound like shit. But anyway, BYD Auto led the global sales for electric brands. I've never, I don't even know what BYD Auto is. BYD Auto remained the global leader, shipping more than 537 EV units, an increase of 197%. This top three models, the BYD Song, the BYD QIN, and the BYD Han. I feel like I've talked about this company in the past. Sounds... Chinese Tesla comes in at number two at 43%. Wooling, which I've never heard for, is number three at 31%. Volkswagen is number four at 28%. And GAC emerges as the fifth top selling brand, overtaking BMW Mercedes. All right, so let's look into BYD Auto. So I went to BYD.com and they have the Han, like Han Solo EV. I've never seen this thing before. We must not have them in the US but they are the global leader. This thing looks pretty cool. kind of looks like the cross between like a Lucid. looks like a cross between like the Lucid, a, an, a Tesla, and kind of a Jaguar. This is a nice car. Go to byd.com. Oh, those taillights are fantastic. And that's it for your automotive news. <laughs> joined by Lynn. You know her as Napalm Glitter on Instagram. Lynn, it's been a long time. See you on One Drink Wednesday. You've been traveling a lot lately. I'm envious because I don't get to travel anymore. You get to rent cars. I don't get to rent cars anymore. Finally, welcome. This is like your official, after all these years, you are officially on hard parking. Yeah, it's fun. I'm already having fun. <laughs> oh, I'm having fun too. So tell me, what it, what it, what do you do? Because I get to watch you and you're kind of like breaking into, I don't know if you're like breaking into computers at the CIA <laughs> or, or what, but you, you travel, you're, you're eating, you're drinking, you're doing everything I wish I was still doing sometimes and you're renting cars. So what is it you're doing that gets you to able to do that? Thanks. 
So I work for um, the corporate side of a major grocery chain Mm -hmm. on the Pacific Northwest, and we do have some stores on the East Coast. Um, And I travel around two stores to ensure the um, health of the financials and the overall operations um, and make sure any of the new folks, like um, new operators, new management into the stores, um, have like the proper training and they know what they're doing and they, they feel like they have like a safety net to fall back on. Um, so uh, a lot of um, entrepreneurism, a lot of financials, analytics, data, numbers. Numbers are a, a really big thing for me. Uh, so I'm really blessed to to be able to do what I like for a living because now it doesn't feel like a job anymore. <laughs> so you're sent by like you, your operations, you're coming and they know you're coming. Uh, do you, are people in pins and needles or they just kind of go about their business? No, they they go about their business. Um, nobody's nobody's forcing them to be in the room with me. Um, but uh, most of them know it's beneficial to like hang out, um, and and learn something from me, and then vice versa. I get to learn from them. Um, so with all the people that I get to meet and see, um, I'm I'm always taking away bits of knowledge from them, and and hopefully you know they're doing the same. They're learning from me too, or else, or else maybe I'll get fired someday. I don't know, but <laughs> I mean we all get fired someday. <laughs> I've never been fired from a job. So. You just quit. <laughs> Do all right. So you, you you basically tell people I'm out before they get a chance to fire you. Um, I don't think well, I would like to think that nobody's ever wanted to fire me before, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. You, you don't stick around to find out. I don't stick around now. <laughs> Good for you. And I mean, so what's an example? Like, what are, what are you looking for? I mean, have you ever came into a situation you're like, you go to the back and you call the bosses and you're like, Hey, this, this place is mm, <laughs> uh. no, um, thankfully not yet. Then again, I just took on this new position, um, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty much looking for, like I said, like financial health and security. So like if you're familiar with bottom lines and EBITDA and like cash flows, um, just making sure that there's enough money moving into these stores to justify the overhead of the store, to justify the payroll, um, making sure the cost of goods are in order and items are being sold, you know, at the correct pricing and that everything's being inventoried correctly, you know, checked in correctly. Um, if, if you're in any sort of um, like chain retail uh, management, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of you are listening are going, Oh yeah, I know exactly what she's talking about. But if you don't, it's just, it's it's making sure that the item that you have in your store is selling before it goes bad and right. it's selling at the right price and you're making a profit. So I guess at the end of the day, the day I'm just making sure everybody's making a profit. So That's good. And so you're on the road. What so far so far what is your favorite thing you've been able to eat? I mean you get a per diem like how what's your setup like when you're on the road? Yeah, so um, really, again, really fortunate that my company um, allows us a daily allowance uh, for food. Um, so, so long as we stay within the budget, we're good. Um, this is going to sound really crazy because I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm kind of a health nut. Um, and when I was in, I was traveling back to Boise, Idaho Airport, um, I actually found an acai bowl place on the way. And uh, it's probably one of the best acai bowls I've ever had. The uh, the actual acai base was really good. I'm like, damn, I mean, this is really showing up California over here in, in the middle of Idaho. Well, it probably <laughs> so. came from California. You know, the Californians. I mean, you just ask West; they're, they're just they're taking over. Like, he can't stand them. <laughs> oh, hopefully, hopefully, you guys can stand me. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. You are a Californian. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Were you going out and, I mean, do you, you, you stack your per diem? So with the per diem, like you're getting paid regardless or you get or you get allowed to spend up to a certain amount? We get allowed to spend up to a certain amount on top of our salary. So okay. my job comes with like a lot of perks. So it's it's nice. Like I said, it's always, it's it's a blessing. <laughs> and with perks comes hotel points and rental cars. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. rental car points, air airfare points. We get to keep all of that. Good. So let's talk about your rental cars now, because I think you've done this a few times and then moving forward, we can talk about like your latest and greatest, but you'd commented something to me on social media a few weeks ago about an American car that you had. (laughs) Tell us the history on that. Yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) um, I, I grew up around a lot of Japanese cars. So all I've actually ever driven stands for one car, um, has been Japanese um and then even my few times that i've had to be in a rental car they have also been um actually they've been korean for some reason rental car lots really like hyundai and kia right. <laughs> so i when i got to boise idaho um i anticipated snow and there was no snow which is cool but i had put down for my rental to be in a all-wheel drive like suv of sorts um and they said we're all out of SUVs, but we got this Dodge Charger. I'm like, well, that's not an SUV. Right. It's not going to help me any if it's snowing. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I guess if that's literally the biggest car you have right now, I'll take it. And um, I have never, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was rear wheel drive because uh, I had to look it up ac- actually after I almost peeled out and crashed the car because uh, I'm not used to how they handle. Like, easy, yeah, it's easy know. to do in those cars. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is dangerous. I need to be careful. This isn't my all-wheel drive rally art that I'm used to. <laughs> so, um, needless to say, it's a good thing I was in uh, Ontario, Oregon, where there's a whole lot of empty roads that I could just haul ass and get used to that car. Um, but yeah, it was fun. As I, I felt like I was driving a very fast American tank. So it was very, you said <laughs> it was Ontario, good for me, Oregon. Not good for, yeah, Ontario, Oregon. <laughs> I think Wes was born in Ontario, Oregon. He told me because I told him where I was at, and he said something about being familiar either with that city or being next to the airport. Because I I had to fly into Idaho to get mm-hmm. to Ontario. So yeah, he he had mentioned a couple things about that, but um, yeah, that uh. A charger really changed my life and how how I think about um, American muscle. Now now I get it. <laughs> well, before we get to why, I'll tell you that when I went when I first started working in New Jersey, so this is in 20, 2018. 2018? Yeah, twenty eighteen. In one of the first weeks there, I had a uh, a yellow, not yellow. I had an orange Challenger, and we got snowed in so bad that we couldn't leave the hotel for like two days. And driving that thing around, and it it was because it's a modern car, right? So it still has its own, you know, traction control and things. But I was a little nervous, you know, obviously driving something like that around that I'm not used to driving, but I loved it. I loved it. And I loved it because it had CarPlay and it had all the modern stuff and all the different modes. And you just, you didn't feel like you'd be scared in it. Like the old muscle cars, they're these super heavy boats. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and, and they're cool, but you have the, the, what the long, the long bench seat, like you would get in an old pickup truck and you, you mm-hmm. just never felt, you know, safe and secure. And these new cars you do, like, what did you love so much about that? That kind of turned you to, you know, kind of appreciating the American made vehicle. I think to be honest with you, um, it, it reminded me of my car because of the weight of it. 
Um, I, I have been, and you probably know this, I have been rear-ended several times in my rally art, and I actually got T-boned in my one previously, and those cars take a hit. They're heavy, and they're fast, and I felt, I felt safe in the Charger because, you know, jokes aside and having, you know, fun driving it aside, I, I felt like I would survive if, you know, I came across like a drunk driver or something. Like, it just felt very well-made and well-manufactured. Um, which was good for me because I'm driving out in an area that I don't know. God forbid I caused the accident. Like, I hope the other party's okay, but at least I know I'll be good. Too. Right. <laughs> Is there anything else you liked about it other than that? I mean, that kind of, it's, it generalizes and kind of gives us an idea, but you know, it's, it's just the steering was a little better than you thought it would be. You know, the interior was um, a little nicer than you thought it'd be. Or I, I mean, that was probably one of the like one of the not the but one of the fastest response times on on a on a gas pedal i've ever been in sure. <laughs> so it was torquey as hell especially in sport <laughs> as heavy as it is <laughs> yeah so did you did you play with the different modes no um i i don't try to do too too much when i'm in a rental because i don't you know liabilities i mean i don't, don't want to screw something up <laughs> You'll be fine. You look around for that little sport mode button, the mode button. Sometimes it looks like a, a checkered flag. And then when you hit <laughs> it, it shows up on your display and it just makes the car. It's just a little more responsive and you can just hear the exhaust valve, you know, turn on and, but it's not, I mean, just add a track mode. That's what I would say. I'll have to try it again. Cause I'm a couple rentals away from, um, executive right now. So I, I can just pick up another one like on purpose instead of it being an accident and I'll, I'll definitely spend a little bit more time playing with it. So you should, because it's not uncontrollable, but the difference going from like regular to econ to sport mode and some of those vehicles, it's like night and day. You're like, Holy shit, this is, <laughs> wow, this is cool. Or it's like, eh, I don't feel like this is really, eh, let me just, you know, then you just go back into regular mode. Yeah. So when's the next time you're going to be on the road? Uh, tomorrow I actually fly, uh, to Sacramento tomorrow. I got a quick little bunny hop up there and then I'll be, I'll be in a rental. So we'll find out <laughs> what we'll, I get tomorrow. We'll make sure if you're loving it, you check in and, um, have fun when you're out there on the road. So who's your, who's your rental car company? Uh, through national. Oh, through national. Yeah. So you were the, the, yeah. So the national, I love national. At Boise, I loved uh, Hertz at the time because their president circle at Hertz at, at Boise, at least like a handful of years ago, they had the best cars. Okay. National, sometimes they have the best cars depending on where you're at. So those are those are the two favorites out there. And I, I still have what's whatever it was a platinum, I think, right? Platinum executive yeah, yeah. plat executive. No, it's executive something, but not executive platinum because that's American Airlines. Executive <laughs> choice, something like that. But you can yeah, you can you can pick your car. But, um, did you know, once you get to that point, you don't have to just pick from there. You can pick any of them. Yeah. And it trips me out that you can actually just, uh, you can just bypass the counter. I always get an email, like specifically telling me, don't stop at the counter and talk to anybody. Just pick your damn car and go. And I'm like, yeah, all right. Like <laughs> I won't talk to anybody. Jeez. <laughs> I won't do a service that makes you stop. Although some airports, they're so small. You have to anyway, mm. but you know, stay away from Avis, even enterprise, which is linked to national. You have to stop every single time. At least you used to. With national and Hertz, you go right, right to the garage. See your name on the board. Laying on the 
freaking yeah. laying inside every single car. I'm like, this kind of seems like a theft issue, but whatever. <laughs> You've seen those garages. No one's getting out of there. True. The car. It's true. Those fucking spikes. Like you're not. Getting <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lynn, for joining. And if people want to follow your adventures, you post about them a lot. People like me get jealous. That's Napalm Glitter on Instagram. Yep. And then uh, I don't even know how to say the other part of the Maleficent. Male- oh, Malevolent. Malevolent Glitter. Everybody, everybody has a hard time with that. <laughs> it's easy with Napalm Glitter. Yeah. I want to thank Lynn for joining the show this week. Hopefully we can hear back from her as often as we hear from uh, Jamie. Pretty excited about next week. You know, I'm planning a huge car show that I, I need to get on top of. I haven't actually released any information on it. It's coming up in April. The Arizona Natural Restorations Benefit. Hoping to raise like $10,000. I've been kind of working a few potential big time sponsors because it's going to cost us like twelve or thirteen grand just to throw the show. And then everything on top of that is going to go to Natural Restorations. But with that being said, I want to thank Ray Hahn and Wright Toyota, Scottsdale, Arizona, 4wheelonline.com, Cell Shop Wireless Services, Patreon Business, Portico Automotive, out of Winter Garden, Florida, Pell Construction, Economy, Michigan, Bee House, Mahone Design, Ashbury, Virginia, Traverse City, Michigan, Westgate, Exotic Cars and Rentals, Glendale, Arizona, and Shipment Success with the West Tanks, Lee out of Boise, Idaho. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for a little $3 a month, get access to bonus audio show swag. If you're first time listening to the show, please subscribe special shout out to mark stoneman kath cox eddie ramos rich graves byron jones bo jung alice Camina, and Bunkley. you want a hard parking podcast shirt like the david garner the guy who bought the nsx rock you can email the show or send a message on any of the social media platforms or you just go to hardparkingpod.com and buy one if you want to email the show questions comments concerns hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com follow me on instagram at jfinney that's j-h-a-e-p-a-p-n-n-i-n-g if i said it's too fast I don't even know what I just said. But if I said that too fast, my name is on the show. Join the Heartbreak and Violations Facebook group. Make sure you stop by and say hi. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is Heartbreak Media or Heartbreak Podcast. Because I can't grow like you telling the world how great the show is. Let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. I'll talk to you all next week. And Izzy, rest in peace. Take us home. Shut up! Now it's stripping time. Ain't nobody got time for that.